Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome into Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host, Pastor Ken Keltner, back in the house. Yeah, I'm back. Pastor, how you been? How was your trip? I had a great trip out to uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. A son that uh, just started uh, at Calvary Baptist Church in uh, Egg Harbor, New Jersey, as a youth pastor. And my oldest, uh, who just got married, and he's going to remain the soccer coach at uh, Clark Summit University. Man, you so. you went from having none of the boys married to all of them. Oh, they're about, all married. Man, all they're all, all, all married boys now. All married. Man, that's all awesome. Married. Hey, so let me tell you about today's show. This is uh, this is exciting and fun for me. I reached out uh, to a man who he has founded the Christian Wrestling Federation. It's pro wrestling, and these guys are spreading the word um, through wrestling. And I found out. As I talked with our guest, Rob Vaughn, he said, you know, I've got a Milwaukee tie. I said, you do? How's that? He said, I used to I used to be an assistant coach for the Milwaukee Mustangs. I said, man, I used to be the director of sales and marketing with the Milwaukee Mustangs. Mm-hmm. I left a year before uh, our guest came in, but he has uh, he liked Milwaukee. Milwaukee was good to him. Rob, uh, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate your time today. How are you doing? Hey, I'm awesome. Thank you for asking. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, you bet. Milwaukee was uh, that was a good town for you. It was. We, uh, I was with a bunch of guys that uh, I coached with. That we were all from uh, East Texas State University. Hmm. We we're all familiar with each other, and we had some players uh, that I had actually played with uh, from at East Texas that were on our team, and and we went to the playoffs that year, and uh, it was it was a good year. So Mike Trigg, and, and look, we, we know a lot of the same people. Gary Compton, who still lives up in this area. Uh, Mike Trigg and Terry Gray. Um, Will, what was Will's name? McClay, right? Will McClay. Yeah. And what I didn't know, Pastor, I got to tell you, there was a, a young coach that they hired that they asked me to go to the airport and get him. He's a young guy, really good. A smile lights up the room. Nice young man. Um, I, I took him around town. Got bought him dinner, showed him all around, then got him to his hotel. And, and a couple weeks later, he said, hey, you know, I thought when you picked me up, 
man, this is the nicest Milwaukee guy I'm ever going to meet. These all <laughs> you guys are nice up here. I said that's a fact, Coach. And so I, when I was talking to Rob yesterday, I said, whatever happened to Will McClay? He's a good guy. I said, he's like third in charge of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I, really? I said, man, I should hit him up. I think I borrowed him 20 bucks one day. <laughs> Robin, now we, I'm sure he's got that money to pay me back. Easily. <laughs> hey, Rob, let's talk a little bit about your background and where you grew up, where you live now, stuff like that. Okay. I grew up in uh, a suburb of Dallas, Texas. It's oh. called Mesquite. Yeah. And, um, I grew up here, and I went to a large high school. They're no, they're, they're, hey, Rob, they're known for uh, great high school football down there in Mesquite. Well, that's what I was a part of. I, <laughs> I went to a large high school, and um, we uh, we had 3,800 students, and so we had uh, quite a few to pick from. And um, I played varsity football for three years, and uh, we went 33-3-1. and one. Went to the state playoffs every year. My senior year, we were ranked number one and two all year in the state. We never made it all the way, but uh, we went far every year. So I had a great high school career and uh, played some incredible, played in front of huge crowds mm-hmm. in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, I was a little disappointed when I went off to college. The crowds weren't near as big. <laughs> yeah, Texas Texas football. I grew up in Oklahoma, Rob. So, uh, okay. yeah, I, I know about you all You don't the like Texas people much, right? Well, it's just a Longhorn, so I can't really handle <laughs> there Longhorns. There you go. I'm uh, with you. Yeah, but uh, I— Where at in Oklahoma? Tulsa. Grew up in Tulsa. Tulsa, okay. Yeah. I got my master's degree and uh, coached at uh, Northwestern Oklahoma State in Alba. In Alba, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I— uh, so that was that was really you're, you're right about the crowds. I mean, some some of the schools in Oklahoma, like Union High School, they they had a college like sure. uh, uh, facility that they would pack mm-hmm. out. But uh, oh, hey, yeah. hey, Rob, you know, yesterday when when we were talking off the air and I talked smack about high school basketball, <laughs> I'm not talking smack about high school football with you because okay. you know what, you won't bring the Texas boys up here to play a little basketball. Bring them. <laughs> You leave the football okay. boys home, though. Uh, we want no part of those fellas. You know, the school that my, the high school my son went to, and, and I coached Pastor uh, Ken's sons at, we had 67 kids in the whole high school. Yeah, yeah, we and we had we had seventy four on just our varsity. <laughs> we, hey, we had seven boys of the basketball team. I called this the Caucasian invasion. <laughs> wow, we, man, yeah. we went and played well, he, anyone that would play the, us. They, they were. Uh, he had some ringers. Let me tell no, you. No, your son, your son was the ringer, man. <laughs> Pastor Ken's son was six three, and he had two sons. In fact. The younger one, 6'3", and he was a little mean and nasty for that Christian league, man. He was, and, but in a good way. He was he was just tougher than most of the other kids playing in that league. He could jump out of the gym, and he did not get that from his daddy's side. I'm just telling you that, Rob, right now. He got all that from his mama's side. Oh, she'll, she'll, she'll be listening. She'll yeah. be listening. Kathy, you know, you're smiling. You know I'm right. Hey, so, Rob, after then going off to college, um, let's let's – Let's pick it up there. Where did you end up? I know you came into Milwaukee to coach for a little bit. Um, and then and then from there, where did you go? Um, I bounced around a couple colleges in Kansas and northwest Oklahoma, and I got my master's degree and, and uh, ended up in Milwaukee. Then uh, 
after Milwaukee, we were fired actually by the wonderful Belazi family. Yeah, we could after talk going to the playoffs. <laughs> we and, um, we could talk all day about that exactly. that family if you wanted to, but we would probably have to do it off the air, Rob. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But uh, anyways, um, uh, Mike Trigg, our head coach, he got a job with an expansion team, the Grand Rapids Rampage. And he went on to coach them, and a couple of years later, they won the whole Arena Football League. And hmm. I chose to come back home. I got married and um, chose to come back here. And and uh, um, I got into personal training, and, and believe it or not, I got into pro wrestling. I ran into a guy that – I was living in the Dallas area here. I ran into a guy that I grew up with, and he had been a pro wrestler down at the old Dallas Sportatorium. And he, he was trained by some of the Von Ericks before they uh, all passed away. And, um, and so he had gotten into it, and he said, man, Rob, I can't believe how big you've gotten. You don't look like a high school quarterback anymore. And uh, he said, you've been hitting the weights. He said, man, I run a wrestling school out here. Why don't you come and let me train you? And so, anyways, I did. And so not too long after I moved back from Milwaukee to Dallas, I kind of got involved and started training. And uh, uh, that's how I, how I got going in wrestling. Well, I'll tell you, when, when, when I was Googling and I found you guys, and I've been on your website a lot, in fact, as we go through – here today, if you have some interest in, in looking at Rob's website, it's ChristianWrestling.com. Just ChristianWrestling, one word, dot com. And I stayed on that website for a while. There's some great stuff, and we're going to get into it later in the show. But kind of your mission statement and some of the beliefs of, of what the the Federation believes in, I think, is really outstanding. Rob, did you, when, when you started doing the wrestling part of this, did, did, could you foresee you you just got done with your 17th year doing this could you foresee the future of of, of where this federation was going to go no way there's no way i could see the end of the future or even thought I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you my goal when we started this thing is i was hoping to do uh, there's a lot of church camps down here in texas mm-hmm. and i was hoping to do uh, a few church camps that summer and maybe a couple of outreaches that was my goal and apparently the Lord had bigger plans because that that thing blew up right from the get-go, and we did 55 shows our very first year, and that that's a lot for just a uh, considered a part-time ministry at the time. Yeah, Rob, is that just in the Texas area, or is that all over the United States? That is all over the United States. We were going wherever people were were bring- see. What happened was this is the first week of CWF. And so we're about to do our first show here in Dallas on May 10th of 2000. The night before, the newspaper, the Dallas Morning News, calls me and says, hey, I uh, just want to confirm this address for tomorrow night. We, uh, we'd like to come and send a reporter out there and cover this. And I was like, of course, bring him on. <laughs> so the reporter comes out from the Dallas Morning Newspaper. Our very first show, over 700 people showed up that first night. And when we did the altar call, 30 people came forward and gave their lives to Christ around the ring. Amen. Oh, amen. So okay. That, so, okay. So, that, 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 yeah, no, go, ahead. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. You go ahead. Finish. Okay. So that reporter went back and wrote his story. He was from the religion section. Mm-hmm. I had a religion section at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, but I get a call back from somebody from the paper the next day. It says, hey, uh, this story is apparently a lot bigger than we thought it was going to be. So we're going to run it in the Metropolitan section on Friday. So two days later, after our first show, they run this huge article in the paper. And apparently back then it goes over the wire, I guess. Mm-hmm. And everybody saw it all over the world. And so that whole weekend into the – so this is our first show, okay? 
Mm-hmm. And that whole weekend uh, into the next day, we were getting. I, I was I was just sitting there. All I did is answer the phone all day long, every day. It was it was People Magazine. It was Paula Zahn. It was I mean you name it. They were called. It was radio interviews. Nobody ever heard of this. They wanted to see what it was all about. And so one week after our very first show, I got People Magazine sitting in my living room doing an interview and taking pictures and stuff. And we're in People Magazine a couple of weeks later. So that's kind of how everything blew up in the beginning. And that helped us to get the word out all over the country. And that's when people started calling. And then we ended up traveling all over the place that first year. So help me out, Rob. When you say you do a show, I, I take it it's, it's, it's a wrestling match or, or what all is involved in the show? When we do one of our wrestling events, and we, and by the way, we do every type of event you can think of, whether it's an outreach at a church, uh, school assembly, um, county fair, we've done Six Flags Parks, um, mm. you name it. It's been uh, at, at uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway. I mean, everything you can think of, we have done. Fifth quarters after a football game on Friday, high school football game on Friday night. And so what we do, we take our ring, our pro wrestling ring, we go and set it up, and we have uh, um, Christian rock music, you know, that we use for, like, entrance music, exit music. We have good guys and bad guys, just like regular professional wrestling. Are you and, a good um, guy? I'm always, with a name like Jesus Freak. Yeah. Jesus Freak. <laughs> yeah, that's his wrestling I don't know what name. it's like to be a bad guy. <laughs> so we set up for the, uh, for the event, and then... We'll have usually typically four to five matches, and after about uh, the second match, and sometimes the like the church or the place we're going, they'll have a theme that they want us to, you know, or a verse that uh, the event is is centered around that we will kind of cater to. And, and oh, you know, I think we lost him, but we have to get to a break anyway, Pastor. We'll get okay. uh, Rob back on. Oh, there he is. Hey, Rob. Uh, hey, Rob. I'm sorry, we lost you for a minute there. And so that, that so where you go, they may have a theme for you, and that's uh, that's where we lost you. If we could pick it up okay. there, so if they have a theme, you follow that theme that that or a verse that they're looking for. Yes, they may have a theme or a verse, and we may follow that. Maybe the storylines will be surrounded around that for that evening, and then one of our guys will share their testimony after the second or third match, and usually they'll, you know, we may have the bad guy come out and interrupt the testimony at the end when he's done, and and challenge him to a match. And, and then we'll, we go into the main event. We'll have a big finish. And, and uh, like sometimes we may have the bad guys cheating in every match all night, causing the good guys to lose. And at the end, we may have a big tag match or a six-man tag match, and the good guys will go over and win. And then one of, the, one of us will stay out there, and we may, we may tie everything that you've seen the whole evening into the gospel presentation. Hmm. And then we, and after the presentation, we, we uh, do – uh, an invitation, an altar call, and, man, it's it's powerful stuff. We are talking to Rob Vaughn. He is the founder of the Christian Wrestling Federation, also a former coach here in Milwaukee at the Milwaukee Mustangs. Guys, we got to get to a break. Hey, Rob, remember, we're on Faith in the Zone here with this next question. Is it, Wrestling, That's is that fake or is that real? Uh, I've got <laughs> 17 years worth of injuries. Who said that it is real? I, you know what? I'm telling you. I talked to another guy who said, "Look, th- there might be some stuff like the the the. the, the I know who's going to win, but but once you come in the ring and try some of the <laughs> stuff, I said, absolutely not. That's real." <laughs> 
We are, again, talking to Rob Vaughn, founder of the Christian Wrestling Federation. As we speak with Rob, you can go to their website, ChristianWrestling.com. Pastor, they've been in 34 states and five different countries. Mm-hmm. This thing has blown up, and 17 years these guys have been doing this. I, I, you and I both agree there's more than one way to skin the cat. Mm-hmm. And he, they have a niche. I haven't heard of anybody else in pro wrestling doing anything like this. Mm. And where they're getting the kind of response that they're getting, man, this is really good stuff that they're doing. Again, ChristianWrestling.com for more information. Our special guest, Rob Vaughn, the founder of Christian Wrestling Federation. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. Our special guest is Rob Vaughn, founder of the Christian Wrestling Federation. And my co-host is back. You can tell he's back. He is Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. If you don't recognize him at the end of the show, I'll tell you why. Because we're talking to a boy from Texas. <laughs> you should have heard. You should have heard Pastor Ken during the break. Uh, he sounded like he was from Oklahoma all over again. <laughs> Hey Rob, I really appreciate uh, you know the whole journey of of the Christian Wrestling Federation. Um, you also coach, and, and, and this is you consider this a part time ministry. Um, let's say it's part time pay, full time hours. Oh, there you oh, go. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So you're like a pastor. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of how those guys work. Um, what do you do outside of the wrestling? I know when we talked, you coach three sports at a high school, correct? Yes. I coach at a uh, private school in the, uh, it's pretty close to downtown Dallas and it's a, a really nice prep school called Lake Hill Preparatory School. And, uh, I was just a couple weeks ago named the, uh, head football coach. And so I'm doing that. I'm the girls varsity basketball coach and also coach girls softball. And so it's a uh, it's a busy uh, a busy school year. Hey, uh, Rob, you know I coached basketball for thirty five years. Two years in that thirty five, I coached girls, <laughs> and it was at the same school that had the sixty seven kids, and they didn't have a coach. and And the guy who coached them before me, you know, guys will say I don't know much about basketball. He was telling yeah. he was telling the <laughs> truth, and he was a good guy, but he didn't know anything about basketball. Varsity girls basketball. The second practice, we spent the whole practice teaching how to set a pick, how to shade a pick, and what triple threat was. And at the end of the practice, I said, "Okay, we taught a lot today. Does anybody have any questions?" And Emily Bergeron raised her hand, and she said, <laughs> "Coach." Does the shirt I wear under my jersey have to be 100% cotton? <laughs> and I thought, man, I'm not in Kansas anymore. That's what I thought. Like Dorothy, I am not in Whoa. Kansas anymore. Well, hey, Rob, I got a question for you. Do you guys play Prestonwood? No, they are a much bigger. We are a 3A yeah. private school. Uh-huh. They are a 6A. Okay. So they are a lot bigger than us. Yeah, they're, uh, they're soccer. I would be scared to play them. Yeah, they're soccer coach. 
was uh, we had him on Faith in the Zone, Todd O'Neill. He was in my youth group back in Oklahoma. Uh, wow. I was his youth pastor, and so Todd, I think his brother Trey is over there at Prestonwood now, and he's probably doing something in football. He, he's a monster-looking of a guy. But hey, I wondered if you guys played them. At all. I wouldn't be afraid. Yeah. Bring them up to play. The, bring the, bring Prestonwood up to play Greendale Martin Luther, the mighty Spartans. You bring those boys up to this yeah. neck of the woods. You keep their football team at home. Basketball, I think, will be well, okay. Several, several of their guys went to play for Duke um, at yeah. Preston. One's Preston. in the NBA. One yeah. a, one's, one's in the, the NBA. A couple years ago. Okay, well, maybe yeah. I'm afraid to play them, too. <laughs> hey, Rob. Let, let, me tell you, let me tell you a quick story real quick about, about girls' basketball. I, I took over girls' basketball several years ago at a different school because the pro the girls' programs have been in, in such turmoil. I just took it over, and, and I've been stuck. Not stuck. I've enjoyed girls' <laughs> Yeah, you better be careful about that. Several years. And so this year, my team, my team has been undefeated the last three years in, in district play, and uh, um, we've gone – uh, far in the playoffs but this year my wife is also a a teacher she teaches american sign language at a private school right down the street from our house and my daughter is a senior this year and my daughter's a great little athlete and they moved my my wife and daughter's school into my district this year oh, so no. i had to play oh, against my daughter twice oh, no how did that go and she is and she got district defensive player of the year <laughs> <laughs> You know, she, I, she is good, and we played against we, – now, we did beat her team twice. What, did you oh, box and one her? Did you box yeah, and one Yeah, oh, I would have boxed and one <laughs> During warm-ups, I would have sent somebody over and said, you know what, my coach said I got you during warm-ups. <laughs> oh, man. That's I, a great idea. I got to keep that in mind. Yep, during warm-ups, you send somebody over and just have them run with her, and she's going to go, what are you doing? Your your dad, my coach, said I'm supposed to guard you in warm-ups. That is awesome. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't win a lot of games, but I know all the tricks, man. <laughs> all the sneaky tricks. Hey, Rob, the part of uh, Faith in the Zone that I think Pastor Ken and I, and certainly the people that I hear from regarding this show, enjoy the most is we ask our our guests for their testimony, and, and we talk a little bit about when their journey started. So can we ask you for your testimony? Of course. I'd love to share my testimony. I, um, like I said, I grew up here in Mesquite, Texas. Um, grew up in a family that never went to church. And um, my mom, my dad, and my, I had a younger sister, never grew up going to church. And I was in the seventh grade and had never been to church. And um, I think I may have gone with my grandmother once or twice as a kid, but I don't remember. And so when I was in the seventh grade, I started middle school and I, I, uh, had a friend I played sports with. I'd met that year. His name was Jeff Stone. And Jeff was one of those guys that was always coming up to me and saying, hey, Rob, we're having this fifth quarter after the football game Friday night, and all my friends are going to come. Why don't you come? And now nah, I don't want to go. Hey, Rob, we're having this thing at uh, my church Sunday. He goes, why don't you come? No, I'm not going to go. I think I did it more out of fear <laughs> of not knowing, you know, and mm -hmm. being different. And so I never did go. So anyways, uh, finally, in – February of, of that seventh grade year, he says, hey, we're having this thing um, <clears throat> called Disciple Now. All the, my, um, all these friends of ours are going to be there this weekend. Why don't you come? I finally gave in and went. And that night I went. Yes, it, we were at this these people's house, and all my friends were there. And this college guy named Scott was talking about, for the first time, I started hearing about what it meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I didn't know anything about that. Never heard of it before. 
so that night after the sessions were over, I remember it being around 11 o'clock. I went up and said, hey, man, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I want to know more. And so he took me um, off to the side, and he walked me through the plan of salvation. And so that was February 4th, 1983. I gave my life to Christ that night. And so I remember, you know, going home that weekend and telling my parents, and hey, I got saved. They didn't know what that meant. And so I had to explain it to them. So two weeks later, I got baptized, and that started my whole family. They got all of them in church. Then my mom got saved. Then my sister got saved. And uh, then my, later on, my dad came along and got saved. We all got baptized and, and started going to church. And so um, the persistence of that guy, Jeff Stone, got me going. Um, and what's crazy is, to this day, Jeff is still my best friend. Wow. Still lives here in town with me. And he's a high school football coach also. And, um, you know, I just saw him. Um, I still, we're still in the same Sunday school class. And so, I mean, how amazing is that? Since seventh grade, he led me to the Lord. And here we are all these years later, and we're still best buddies. I'll tell you, Rob, that is, that is just really powerful. And, and then to hear, you know, that you're, it was your best buddy and you guys are still best buddies and you'll be best buddies, you know, in eternity. And I'm sure you'll be yep. thanking him for Oh, yeah. Staying after you yeah. and getting you to come to church and hearing the gospel message. You know, when, when I hear a story like that, Rob, I, I, I often think if an atheist wants to debate me, I think what I would say to the atheist is, I'll tell you what, I'll debate you on this condition, that you bring one person with you whose life has changed because of the ideals of atheism. Right. And I'll bring you a hundred guys who will tell you how their life has changed because of what jesus christ did man that's, you know what that's I don't, powerful i don't pastor. i don't think i don't think i'd have an atheist take me up on it mike mm -mm. because the power of what jesus christ can do in changing lives and he's still changing lives today you know if folks will be open to invite him to come into their life he doesn't come busting in he invites you you have to invite him in and, uh, man, Rob, that was a great testimony. And I, I'm sure you share that when you're out there on the road a lot. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, hey, there's nothing more powerful than a testimony. Pastor, th that's got to ring because before you became a head pastor, you worked a lot with teens. Oh, yeah. For, mm -hmm. for a long time with mm -hmm. youth groups. Mm -hmm. That's kind of that's – whoever Jeff Stone is, I'd like to hug him. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, the, he is exactly – what you hope for in the youth groups and the kids from our church that when 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 you say hey look go out and invite some of your friends yeah. to come in the fact that this young man would not you know was persistent i just it, love that story it is because it's a little bit it's sad but it's a little bit unusual because i was coaching a 6a school um uh, in basketball rob out in denver colorado when i was out there for 12 years and uh, the administrator, great testimony how he came to Christ. He was a devout Catholic and a and a president or principal of Bear Creek High School. They had like thirty nine hundred students. And a ninth grader came into his office and wanted to share the gospel with him. His secretary came and said, "Hey, do you want me to have him leave?" He said, "No." She, he said, "No. You, you have him. You close my door. I want to listen to him." He says, "A devout Catholic, single guy, forty three years. I had everything in, in life I needed." I got down on my knees, and I put my faith and trust in Christ. He said, when that young man got up to leave, I thanked him. And as he turned his back, I saw his shirt was soaking wet. He was wow. that scared to come in and share with me. And he told me, he goes, Ken, get in here and impact the school. Uh, and you can do it through basketball. And so we set up an academic Bible, Bible club. 
And you know one of the things that broke my heart, Rob, was I here I was, youth pastor, and I had kids in that school, and I'd try to get them to come to the, to the Bible club, and they were too embarrassed to come. And you take a guy like Scott that, that was, I don't think Scott would have been embarrassed to do anything to tell people about Jesus. I mean, that's just the read I or get. Jeff, I mean, Jeff. Jeff, yeah, Jeff Stone. Sorry, Jeff yeah. Stone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jeff Stone. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, that, that's powerful. And as a youth guy for about 20 years, I was looking for teens that, man, let's go out there and talk because people are searching and they're looking. But I mean, I remember talking to a kid, uh, Rob, on my basketball team. He was a senior in high school. He never had been in a church, a synagogue, anything. A temple, nothing. Nothing. Temple, nothing. And he's a senior in high school. Wow. Man. And so, Jeff, uh, boy, howdy. Only eternity will tell how many people will be in heaven because of Jeff Stone. And because I joined that youth group as a seventh grader, in ninth grade, we went on our very first mission trip. We flew in a plane down to South Texas by the Mexican border, and uh, we did a uh, vacation Bible school in the little little town there with this little church. And that was my first exposure to missions. And who knew later on that would be my calling? Is I mean, I've been to five foreign countries with this wrestling mission. Just got back from Puerto Rico a couple months ago, and uh, and and my passion was stirred for missions. From that trip mm-hmm. as a 15-year-old freshman in high school. Hey, we're talking to Rob Vaughn again. He's the founder of the Christian Wrestling Federation. Go to ChristianWrestling.com. Hey, Rob, when you when you told Jeff Stone the first time that you thought about doing this, what was what was his? Uh, did he did he giggle at you? Did he say, "Man, that's a great idea"? What what was his thoughts on the wrestling he federation? Knows. He knows I'm crazy enough to do something like this. It it was not a surprise. Has he ever gone with you? Oh yeah, yeah. Jeff. He's matter of fact, his family. um, When when his his kids are, he's got one in college and one's a senior, and they're a little bit older now. But when they were younger, they used to come and like sell tickets at the door. We do a monthly show here in our hometown of Rockwall, Texas, and Hmm. and um, and they used to sell tickets and work concessions and stuff. So all, all the family's been involved in the event. You know, for years. Yeah. Have you ever said to Jeff, "Hey, Jeff, uh, we, we got had a cancellation in the ring tonight, so I'm going to need you to come on in, be come, one of the bad guys. Come, come in and be one of the bad guys, or anything." <laughs> he knows better. So. <laughs> well, hey, hey in, in high school, I was a quarterback, and Jeff was my best receiver. And oh. so I threw a ball one time, and uh, it, it was the last catch he made his high school career. He jumped up in the air. The ball was tipped. He twisted in the air, caught the ball, fell, and tore his ACL. Oh. So I, I felt partially responsible because the way I threw the ball. But that was his last, you know, his last catch ever, you know, in high school. And so, you know, everything has always been because of that knee injury, you know. I tore my ACL from that pass you threw. That's been our big joke all these years. Oh, I bet, I bet, I bet you is, bought yeah. a dinner or two because of that. <laughs> Hold on. I, let me get my wallet I left in the car, but my knee's really exactly. hurting. Exactly. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to continue our conversation with Rob Vaughn, founder of the, of the Christian Wrestling Federation, former Milwaukee Mustang coach go to christianwrestling.com on the other side of the break we're going to talk about the federation's vision and uh, mission and some of their beliefs which i think are are spot on and we're going to talk to him about 
uh, how their mission statement came to to be and and talk to him a little bit about some of the states and some of the countries that they've taken uh, this to. And I think it's just a great idea. And they are certainly, um, you know, out and about and doing exactly what the Lord tells us to do, and that is to, to spread the word. Again, he is Rob Vaughn, the founder of Christian Wrestling Federation. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Sorens Ford of Brookfield. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Uh, welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host each and every week, for the most part, <laughs> when he's around, when he's here, when he shows up. Pastor Ken Keltner. Thank you, Mike. Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, he's been a great one, Rob Vaughn, founder of Christian Wrestling Federation. Again, go to ChristianWrestling.com. Go to that website and, and take a look at some of the great work these guys are doing. Something different, I'll tell you that. They have found a niche, and, and they're doing really well. 34 different states, five different countries. Um, we need to get these guys to come up to Wisconsin one time. That would be fun. Have, I, have you been up here in Wisconsin at all? No, we never have been been that far north. Mm-hmm. Are, are the schools pretty open to letting you guys come in and, and share, your, uh, share your message? What? It depends. Uh, yeah. um, me and one of the other guys have been with me for a long time. I mean, Phil Barron, he's been with me about 14 years. He, uh, we do a lot of school assemblies down here at private schools, but mm. public schools are, are not real open because, I mean, it's right in our name. It's who we are. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of them have to separate that so they don't. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of them will bring us in. We'll do like fifth quarters and stuff at public schools on Friday nights and and I think it's, as long as it's after hours or whatever, they're they're fine with it. But yeah, we don't get to do a lot of a lot of school stuff unless it's a private or Christian school. Hey, Pastor, one of the lines in in the CWF's mission statement that that jumped off the page at me: the focus of the Christian Wrestling Federation is to win souls for Christ. Our passion is seeing the lost become saved. CWF is committed to anything we can do to honor Christ and the local church. I mean, that right in their mission statement, and it's three paragraphs. And again, if you get a chance, go to ChristianWrestling.com, read their vision, read the mission statement, and read what we believe as a group, what they believe as a group. Um, I I just smiled out as I was reading it because I just think it's spot on uh, to, to what— you know, we should be talking about what, how we should be acting, how we try to work, walk worthy on a daily basis. And they're out there utilizing professional wrestling as a way to spread the word. And, and they've done really good work, Pastor. Uh, I'll tell you, that is a great statement. And just listening to your testimony with what, what you guys are focused on, really, that was Christ's last command to every one of us. And that ought to be our first concern, and that's to be a witness and to— get the gospel message out to people that need to hear it. And, Rob, man, great job. It's just been great listening to what, how God's been using you. Hey, well, Rob, I, I think, I, let me say this to follow up with you guys. Um, maybe it's just wisdom or maybe it's just growing and maturing in my, in my faith over the years, but I believe being a Christian should be 
fun. It should be something that you be bold with because when we go out, people look at us differently because, hey, we're wrestlers. They want to, you know, they want to be around us. They want to, but you know what? I wanted them to look at me and go, gosh, I want what that guy got, has. Yeah, exactly. He's got something I, I want. And yeah. I want that joy of Jesus to come through me. I am not perfect in any way. I, I messed up daily. I got my faults, but i tell you what, I have fun being a Christian, and I have fun with my kids at school, my kids at home. I'm a big joker. They think I'm a goofball, but you know what? They know deep down that I love the Lord, and I'm going to tell people about it, and I'm, I'm not ashamed. I, mm. I have no shame. I'll, I'll be in line at the grocery store, and we'll strike up a conversation in the locker room, at the gym, whatever, mm. but I love sharing, and I want to have fun doing it and let people mm. see that in me. Well, you know, uh, Rob, we, we have a lot of fun on this program uh, with Faith in the Zone, and I appreciate all that mm-hmm. Mike has done because I, I think, as far as we can tell, it's the only secular sports talk show in America that has a faith-based program. Right. And and I haven't even told Mike this. Uh, I, a guy ran into us. Uh, I was doing a Bible study with some guys in Panera, and this fellow Mike came in, and he said, man— you know, this is, I can't believe you guys have your Bibles open here. I need to talk to you and so forth and so on. So afterwards, we're leaving. I said, hey, you know, you're, you love sports. Why don't you tune into Faith in the Zone? He goes, oh, I listen to Faith in the Zone with Mike McGivern. He goes, and, 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 and he goes, and you're, and you're, I go, and I'm, I'm Pastor. He goes, you're Pastor Ken? Hey, but, but he did, remembered Mike McGivern. I want you to know that. Was he like is somebody I owe money to, or what? That's what. That's my. That's always my concern. That's somebody I borrowed ten bucks from, and I he hasn't seen me for a while. Hey, Rob, um, how many kids do you have? Four kids. You have four kids, boys, girls. Uh, ben is twenty-one. Brittany is eighteen. Brooke is fourteen. And listen to this name. Rock is eight years old. <laughs> oh, Can man. you smell what oh, the rock boy. is cooking? Man, that's that's awesome. How old is no, Rock? He's eight. Rock eight. is eight. And, but he, we actually got his name from Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, and about Jesus being the rock. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you have to have one that just sounds like a wrestler. Thank yeah. goodness you didn't go with Crusher. That's all I'm, I'm That's happy. That's his middle name. Uh, that is his, <laughs> his middle name. Hey, Rob, what is the toughest part of, of uh, what you guys do with the Christian Wrestling Federation? Um, is it is it difficult for you guys to raise the money that you need in order to continue to, to, to have this go forward? Exactly. It really is. Because none of us do this full time. All of us have jobs. We use up all our vacation time. Uh, weekends to travel and and uh, uh, to go places and, and we, you know we have fees that uh, people pay for us to come in and cover our expenses or everything but that's about it we get that covered well, now I do have I do have a uh, you know group of people that that uh, are, are donors we're nonprofit so uh, they can donate through our website or or uh, you know people mail checks here or whatever but we do have some donors but uh, it is nothing to where none of us you know none of us are able to do this on a full-time basis but um, that is probably our biggest struggle is just the you know finances to uh, to be able to do this because I'm telling you man we, we have so much fun and we love doing this and over 30,000 people have come to know Christ at, at mm. our events over wow. the years that have come mm. forward mm. and uh, it's a powerful ministry well and the reason I asked you that Rob is doing some research and looking up on your website you know, one of the questions that somebody asks is, how much uh, does it cost to have you come to a, to a school assembly in your area? The average school assembly costs $500. Mm-hmm. 
Many schools find this really affordable. And then what do you bring? Well, we they bring the wrestling ring, assembly speakers, wrestlers, rubber mats to protect the gym floor, and pro wrestling belts. I, I, for five hundred dollars, you know that's like you know that. that's four drive-throughs for me, Rob. You know, I mean <laughs> that I don't know how you guys survive. That's that's an unbelievable cost. Well, let me clarify that that is for school assembly. That is just. That's just two guys speaking. Everything you went over, that's for a regular wrestling event, which is, you know, it's more than that. Oh, good. Okay. More. Yeah. Because so I was. The 500 is just the, the two guys coming to speak, and we just come speak. You know? Good. We do have a okay. couple props, but we don't, we don't bring the whole ring and the whole crew I, and all that. I was gonna that was say, for a regular event. I was going to say, I don't know how you guys could 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 pull that off. Again, yeah. ChristianWrestling.com, if, if you're feeling led, um, there is a place there that you can donate and help these guys continue uh, on the ministry that they're they're in, and, and it's a really good one. If you want to get a hold of Rob, uh, you can go on that website. There's a, 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 a email address, a phone number. I'm going to give the phone number real quick. It's 214-460-0477. 214-460-0477. And understand that, look, these guys have not come this far north. We need to bring them. Let's bring them to Wisconsin one time. I'd love to meet Rob Vaughn in in person and see some of these uh, these guys that hang out with him. and And I took a look at at some of the wrestlers, Rob. I, I don't want any part of any of those boys. Nothing. I would. Uh, no. I'm not getting in the ring with them. I'm not asking them if that's real or fake because <laughs> they'll say, "Well, why don't you come in the ring and find out?" And I, I'm too old for that, man. <laughs> It's amazing. Nobody has ever taken me up on that offer either over the years. So, you, you know what could, would sell out Brookside Baptist Church? If we oh. got Pastor Ken, we got to come I, up with a name though for you, I, Pastor I, I, Oklahoma I, Ken, I, something I, like that. I, I was in a police academy and I had to go up against the Red Man, brother, and uh, that's a training guy that puts on this rubber suit and comes in and takes you on, and oh. uh, that's all I could handle. That's it. No, yeah. no more of that. I, I, I did wrestling one. I went to one meet. In high school, and or junior high, and the guy pinned me right off the bat, and I told my dad I didn't like it. I want to go back to basketball. <laughs> I, I wrestled in high school. You did. I did. Yep. In fact, my first match, I pinned the guy, and it was uh, I pinned him in the first period, and I thought, man, I'm pretty good. I'm I'm, I'm pretty good. I can't believe it. I, I you know I finally found my niche. Next match, we went down to Racine St. Catharines, 34 seconds. I got pinned. <laughs> 30, the, my I coach bet, is yelling, you're... bridge, bridge. I'm like, I'm not bridging. No, I'm just going to lay here for a minute and get this over over with. Yeah, but you're a fighter, Mike. I bet you told the guy, hey, I'll meet you out back behind the buses afterwards. Oh, yeah. I, I punched him a couple times. I did all that stuff. Hey, Rob Vaughn, keep up the good work. When you see Jeff Stone, would you tell him that we thank him? for his persistence, yeah. and uh, we're, we're really proud of him, man. I think that's was one of the best testimonies we've had on this show, and I, I really thank you for sharing that. Thanks for getting up on the mountaintop with us for a bit, Rob. Hey, you guys have been awesome, and I'm glad to, to know that there is a, a secular sports station out there that is uh, um, sharing their faith, and that is just, uh, you know, warms my heart. And uh, to know that, I've got some brothers in Christ out there spreading the gospel over the airwaves and uh, 
appreciate so much having me on. It was a, a blessing. Again, ChristianWrestling.com if you want to get a hold of Rob Vaughn. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Pastor Ken and I will close up shop here. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside the head pastor, at Brookside Baptist Church, Pastor Ken Keltner. Man, Rob Vaughn, he was good. Yeah. What a good guy. And, and you know, he he has a platform. You know, Mike, we've talked often about platforms. Yes, we have. And and God has given him a platform. And, and you know, I, I couldn't help but think as he talked, you know, and, and you kept saying, you know, you kept mentioning, man, wrestling. This is a you know, platform on wrestling. It's a niche in wrestling. And I, I was thinking of Elijah uh, when he thought he was really the only prophet out there. Right. You know, and, and God said, eh, I got more. I got more out there than just you, buddy. Hey, can I ask you, because I, yeah. I, I looked, I watched you as he started talking about his testimony, and I didn't know his testimony prior, but that has got to just warm your heart. As a man who has done the stuff that you have done um, be prior to being, and still now as the head pastor, but when you hear about a seventh grade kid who keeps talking to his buddy, saying, "Come on, man, you got to come in. You got to see this. You got to feel this." I, I watched you as he was talking, and I could just tell that that was something that was just ringing true to your heart, Mike. It, yeah, I, and you know, I grew up in a pastor's home, and 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 early on in my own life, that was a passion. I mean, I don't know if I ever told you about the time we had a little Bible club at our house. I was probably third grade. And uh, after the Bible club, I walked Scott Regal home. You know, he was a guy in our neighborhood, went to school with at the public school. And I said, hey, Scott, do you want to make this decision? He goes, no, man, I don't. I go, no, Scott, you do want to make that decision. He goes, no, I really don't. I go, yeah, today. <laughs> and I put him on his back. So I did a little wrestling myself. And I gave him the gospel with my index finger right under his nose. And he goes, okay, I'll get saved. And so he got saved. And I remember I went home and I told my dad, I go, hey, Scott Regal got saved, Dad. And he goes, did he really? I go, he goes, how did that happen? I go, oh, I had to put him on his back, convince him a little bit. And I'll never forget, my dad looked at me and goes, that's not the way it's done. <laughs> he, goes, that, he goes, that's not the way it's done. He said, no, you you have to let God do it work, but you got to keep talking. And when I heard that story with Jeff, and I thought, you know, Jeff was further ahead of me. You know, yeah, I mean, he was. You know, and he, but he was just persistent. But what was encouraging is the way in, in which uh, Rob talked about coming to Christ. What was ref so refreshing to me it was it was clear, it was concise, it was I got saved because I knew I was a sinner and I put my trust in Jesus Christ. And for me, when he said, "Look, then my mom, oh, my yeah. sister, yeah," and then it took a little bit, but my father, yeah. and then we all got baptized. I just yeah. that you know. I tear up a lot during those, and that yeah. was one that I did because I just, you know, like you said, it's so clear, and it was so 
here, here's the moment that this happened for me. Mm-hmm. And it was in seventh grade, and it sounded like it was two days ago, oh, his I mean, memory on it. Oh, well, his excitement of it, his excitement of it. Yeah, it's that's awesome. You know, uh, it's good to see you. I know mm-hmm. I know, we goof around a lot, but I've missed you. <laughs> you know, I've missed you. I do miss you, Mike. I, I missed you. I'm, I'm, it's always good to have you back in the studio, man. Oh, I enjoy being back here with you. And I tell you what, man, I tell you, Mike, I, I don't know what God's doing across the radio waves with Faith in the Zone, but... Man, if folks are out there and they hear a testimony like this, man, open up the Bible. Look at John chapter three. I mean, I mean, these guys or go on, go on Rob's uh, web and uh, right. listen to some of their ChristianWrestling.com. Yeah, man, hey, the, the by, message is out there. By the way, great, great uh, story about if you have a conversation with an atheist. I've yeah. never heard you say that before. Keep saying that because mm-hmm. that, wow, that rings really, really true. Pastor, good to see you. Thanks again. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.